Today, I want to talk about three foundations for healthy relationships. Three foundations for healthy relationships. Father, I pray you speak to us now. We lean into this moment. We remove the distractions. We remove the worries and the cares. And just now for the next few moments, Lord, we focus in on your word. Your word is healing. Your word is life. Your word is the incorruptible seed. Your word is living. It's active. I believe that one word from you can change our entire life. So speak, Lord, we're listening. We're listening. I'm listening. In Jesus' name. Come on, give me a good amen. Amen and amen. Amen. First foundation that every relationship requires, whether it's, whether it's parent and children, children to parents, husband, wife, uh, someone's at your door, you might want to check that. It's, it's the Amazon guy dropping off your beverages for the day. Uh, uh, friendships, any, any, any relationship you have, the, the, the first requirement is trust. To build healthy relationships requires the foundation of trust. To trust someone is to have a bold, secure confidence in them. When I, when I trust you, here's what, it, here's what it looks like. Here are the words that, are, that could describe it. It is, it is to have a bold, secure confidence. So when trust is high in the home, there is boldness. That's not just volume, it's confidence. It's security. It's I've got nothing to prove because I'm in a safe place. And the safety is high because the trust is high. Trust feels like safety. Trust feels like ease. Trust feels like I can be carefree and nothing to prove. I can be, I can be the real me around you because I trust you. I may not be able to do that at work. I may not be able to do that around everyone. I, I may not even be able to do that at church at first or around my small group at first. But at home, trust must be high because there must be an expression of your life where the real you can be expressed without apology. Trust. Trust requires truth. Trust requires transparency, and trust requires time. Let me, let me hit the time one really quick while it's up on the screen. Um, if, if there has been a, a breaking of trust in the relationship, and you are the offender, you don't get to set the time. <laughs> don't you trust me yet? <laughs> you don't get to ask those questions. You must be committed to the time it takes for the trust to be rebuilt. Now, if you are the offended, you need to run to Jesus and, and maybe a counselor because that time can be sped up or slowed down depending on, on the speed that you want it to be, right? Right? So it doesn't necessarily have to be a 10-year process. 
but it's not necessarily going to be a 10-day process. But by the power of the Holy Spirit and, and by the help of good counsel, trust can be rebuilt. All right, I'm talking about trust. There's two groups of people in the room. Y'all ready for this? Y'all going to love this. Here, here's the first group. People who deeply value truth and are comfortable with the conflict truth can bring. Amen. <laughs> I didn't hear one man. Every man's like... All the ladies are like, turn up. <laughs> okay, that's my wife. She is, she's, she's not a confrontational person, but she's absolutely comfortable in confrontation. Okay. Now let me talk to the second group. This second group, I love you so much, and you're God's people because you're my people. And here's, here's the second group. People who hate conflict. <laughs> And therefore, find themselves avoiding uncomfortable conversations. Y'all are too scared to even say amen because you don't want the conflict. You're like, but I don't want to say amen because I don't even want anyone to see. I don't even want the conversation. Okay. They're not liars. I met a lot of people that have lied to me that I wouldn't, I wouldn't look at them and go, man, they're just dirty, rotten liars. But they just so hate confrontation and they so hate the uncomfortable moment that they will avoid conversations or even avoid telling the full truth because they, they hate the moment. Okay, so, so for both of you, let me, let me talk to both of you now. Here, here's to the first group. To the first group, you value truth. You're, you're okay with the confrontation. Here's, here's my scripture for you. Ephesians 4.15. Speaking the truth in love. Be nice. Jamie, I just got to keep it real. I got to be me 100. I got to be real. Cool. Be nice, though. You can be real and be really nice. You can be real and really kind. Okay? Um. Because truth without love, watch this, will not lead to trust. See, trust requires truth, but truth without love will never build trust. Because there's just too much confrontation. So if, if you're this person, there's nothing wrong with that. But make sure, especially if you're married, that your spouse or your children do not feel punished for being honest. Because they're already scared. Like they're already, like not, they're not scared of you. They're just already like, whew, okay, this is going to be a lot. So don't punish them for being honest. Speaking the truth in love. I'm only speaking the truth because I have a desire for love, trust, and safety. This is, this is true with my wife. My wife is not controlling but she does want to feel safe in the home. So her quest for truth between us has to do with a sense of security. I, I may already feel secure, but in order for her to feel secure, and this is most women, because all the women said amen to this point, not one man said amen to this point. For women to feel secure, the trust and the truth has to be high. 
so that there's no secrets. So sometimes Shannon will go, why didn't you tell me that? And I just go, I didn't even think about it. And I probably didn't think about it because I didn't want to think about it. So it's too honest. You're like, pastor, you're the pastor. I'm not talking about like hiding some gross sin. I'm talking about just, man, it was just, it was just one more thing. But in order for her to feel safe, she just wants to be in on what's happening in our life or what's happening in my life. Okay. So speak truth, but in love and don't be harsh. Okay. Let me talk to everyone who hates conflict now. Okay. This one's for you. Colossians 3, 9. Y'all ready for it? Do not lie to each other. That's it. You know, some scriptures, you got to dig into the context. What's the Greek and Hebrew? What did the writer? Don't lie. What, is, what, did, what did the apostle Paul mean? He meant don't lie. What do you think the Holy Spirit was trying to say? Don't lie to each other. Let me just, let me just talk about lying for a second. Lying is scary because the more you do it, the better you get at it. The more you do it, the harder your heart gets to it. The more you do it, the more you believe it. Have you ever met a compulsive liar? You're like, oh my, you believe what? (laughs) You're lying, right? I know you're lying and you believe you're, I think you actually think you're telling the truth. (laughs) Scary. Lying is scary. Lying always separates. Lying always separates. How about this one? Matthew 5, 37. Let your yes be yes. Amen, Jesus. Amen. These are the words of our Lord. Let your yes be, let your no be no. Anything more than that is from the evil one. Don't swear, don't promise, don't over-exaggerate. Just yes is yes, no is no. I got a call this week from a, from a pastor. He's, he's starting a church. And he called me, Javen, man, you've had such a great impact on my life. We love what God's doing at City Light, blah, 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 blah. I'd love for you to join my board of directors. And I said, wow, thank you so much. What an honor. No. (laughs) And he went, "Ah, uh." now I, oh, brother, praise God, brother. Let me pray about that and seek the Lord, brother. I already know the answer. The answer is no. So why do that? I know what we're doing this year. I know where we are as a church this year. I know the demands of what I'm going to need to do this year. I know where God's taking the church this year. I can't join another board. I I ain't putting a signature on nothing that can come back to me. Come on, somebody. No, I love you. No, I'll send you money. No. I'm here for you. But no. And he went, wow. He goes, that was like amazing. He goes, wow, thank you. You just, you just said no. He just, wow. He was like in, he was in shock. <laughs> you got you to learn this. Because you'll, oh, brother, let me pray. A week goes by, two weeks go by. Well, brother, let me just be honest. It's, all of that is now off my shoulders. Does that make sense? Now, if you need to pray about it, pray about it. But when you know it's a no or you know it's a yes, commit to it. Okay, um, 
we were in Hawaii a few years back on vacation, and Goldie was just potty trained and, and maybe still in that process a little bit, I guess, because uh, we were in our hotel room, and I, I kind of turned the corner of our room. There was this couch in the corner, and right perfectly in the corner, just perfect, uh, there was a little doo-doo right there. <laughs> I start looking at it. I go, hey, Goldie, come here, babe. Yeah, it's a little two-year-old Goldie. Comes over. I go, hey. Wonder who did that? I mean, as quick as. She goes, Bentley. <laughs> Bentley's our dog. Bentley was not on the trip. So I go, hey, bub. We, Bentley's on in Hawaii. And then her wheels just start turning right. She goes, oh. Hey, when you make a mess, own it. By the way, you're going to make a mess. Because you're going to be married to someone. If you're going to be married more than like six weeks, you're going to make a mess. So when it happens, don't go, work, stress, my boss, you're mean, (laughs) the kids, just go, that was me, that was me. Because the quicker you can admit it and own it, the quicker we can find healing and the the quicker trust is built. Say amen, everybody. Number two, every relationship requires honor. Honor. This word honor is to treat as weighty, important, and to place proper value. Honor. The reason that it is uh, used the word weighty is because in ancient times, coins couldn't be perfectly uniformed. So you had to weigh out your currency, right? So one guy would have 10 gold coins, another guy would have 10 gold coins, but they weren't perfect back then, so you would actually weigh them. And this set of coins could be be worth more than this set of coins. Okay, in the same way, to honor someone is to not take them lightly. In other words, you're giving them the proper value. You're valuing them. You're, you're treating them as weighty. You're treating them as a child of God. You're treating them as God's creation. You're, you're giving them honor. I'm not, I'm not taking you lightly or casually. I feel very safe around you, but I'm still going to express honor to you. Okay, does that make sense? Look what Romans 12.10 says. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo. Outdo one another. Now, here's the key to honor. Here's the key to honor. In showing honor. Unexpressed honor is not honor. It is only honor when it's expressed. You know, any, anytime someone sends me, and I'm not asking for this, but anytime someone sends me a, a nice, like, text message, they always start the same way. Hey, Pastor, I know you get these all the time, but I just wanted to thank you, blah, blah, blah. And I always write back, I go, 
no, I, I, don't, I don't actually always get these. This is awesome. I'm screenshotting this. This is going into a folder. This is going into a bad day folder. So when things are bad, I go, oh, they love me, dog. This is great. I know you hear this all the time, but no. Well, well, she knows I love her. No. Well, he knows I respect him. No. You've got to show it. Hey, thank you for working so hard. Hey, thank you for the way you love the kids. Hey, thank you for how you made me feel when you did that. Hey, thank you. For, you're showing it. You honor must be expressed. Because whatever I refuse to honor will eventually leave my life. This week I was golfing and uh, it was me and a guy in our church, Isaiah, and then we got, we got uh, put together with a, with a third. And so we're golfing for a couple of holes and I finally look at his name was Abram. I said, hey man, so what do you do for a living? And he goes, oh, I work for the, I'm part of the Air Force. And uh, I just stopped and I put my hand out and I looked him dead in the eye and I went, thank you so much for your service. And we're just at, we're just at the tee box. He, yeah, man. No, for sure. You know? I go, no, really. We, we really appreciate it. Hey, Isaiah. And I yelled at Isaiah. I said, hey, he's Air Force. Wow, thanks, man. Thank you for serving our country. Honor. Yeah. Good. Honor. Yeah. This morning, I walked out to the two uh, police officers out there who are serving us today. Right. Yeah. I put my hand out. Hey, thank you so much. Yeah. Just want, I just want you to know. Thank you for all that you do for us. Oh, yeah, pastor. Yeah, yeah, we're good. No, I I know, but I just express honor. Even when we disagree with politicians, you can disagree without disrespect. Disagree. And and that starts with voting, by the way, okay? If you're going to post and not vote, you're not in the conversation. <laughs> but I, I can disagree and still call them by their office and still be kind and still show respect and disagree. Well, they're not honorable, but I'm honorable. Well, they're not worthy of it, but I'm honorable. Because First Chronicles 4.9 says, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. In other words, the honor level that you live at is your choice. Okay. Honor resists gossip. Don't gossip about your friends. They leave the table. Can you believe what she's wearing tonight? Oh, hey, girl, come on. Honor resists gossip. Honor disdains jealousy. Honor stops sarcasm. Honor refuses teasing. And honor will not be a part of cancel culture. Honor. Honor. We know who you're voting for in 2024. Honor. (laughs) I could resist. Jesus, come back, Jesus. Honor, honor lifts others. 
Honor celebrates strengths. Honor covers weaknesses. Honor fights for others. Honor seeks understanding. And honor is finding ways to encourage. Honor. We ought to be a people of honor. We ought, we, our, our words should be different. Our humor should be different. It should be different. It should be life-giving. It should be uplifting. It should be kind. Honor. Now, now Paul says something amazing. Galatians chapter 6, verse 10. He says, he says, do good to all. But I want you to catch this word, especially. Everyone say, especially. especially. So Paul says, do good to everybody, but especially those in the household of faith. In other words, we're going to be kind to everyone. We're going to be good to everyone. We're going to honor everyone, but especially other believers, which I find a lot of times Christians are worse to other Christians, and we ought to be best to other Christians because we're brothers and sisters in Christ. So, so he says that, but now here's what I want you to catch. There needs to be a group in your life that is especially. Okay. Um, God has no favorites, but I do. I don't know why you're offended by that. My wife is my favorite. She's on the favorites list. Goldie's on the favorites list. My parents are on the favorites list. My in-laws are on the favorites. I have favorites. As it pertains to honor, they get my best. Second, church family. 100%. I promise you, you're getting, you're getting my you're getting my best right behind. And, and you better have an especially. Okay. Make sure that this is not getting your best. You know what? I've been so proud of so many of my friends. I'll text them and it says notifications have been silenced. And I go, you go, Sam Coleman, man of God. I'm not even hurt. I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for somebody just turning their stinking phone off. I text Kyle Anderson the other day. Notifications have been silenced. I say, you, you do you, dog. I love that. You, you got to learn when to turn this off. See, people didn't used to have access to you the way they have access to you now. People will FaceTime you at 10 p.m. You're in your underoos. Like, why, are, why is this necessary right now? Why do you think you have this kind of access to my home? Red dot, closed, done. I think, all, I think every FaceTime call, unless it's immediate family, should come with a request first. May I FaceTime you? I'm like, we are too, you are too comfortable with me, dog, trying to FaceTime me at my house. Uh-huh. Never apologize, never apologize for not being on someone else's schedule. I'm not talking about work. I'm talking about when work is over and, work, and you need to have a, an end day to your day. When work is over, everyone outside of that space, they're not on your schedule anymore. 
People having your number does not mean they have 24-hour access to your life. You know, they're actually making this illegal in nations in Europe now where if you, if you email about work after hours, it's actually illegal. Can you imagine? Here's what I'm saying. There, there has to come a point, if they're not in your especially... You're not in a hurry. Well, man, you must be really busy. Man, it took you three days to get back. I'm not busy. I'm not. I'm actually not. I don't know if that offends you more or less. I just, I just, I have to schedule this out or this, or this becomes my entire life. And I'm just, I'm just, I'm refusing. I'm almost to a flip phone. I was telling the 9 a.m. I'm almost to a flip phone. I'm almost. My mind's there, my heart's not there yet. <laughs> but I'm almost there. Okay. And what, what that does, when this goes quiet in my home, I'm expressing honor to my family. When this, when this turns off, it is, a, it is a way that I show honor. Amen. Okay, number three, number three, love. Every great relationship requires a foundation of love. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not jealous or boastful. It does not demand its own way. It's not proud. It's not rude. It is not irritable. It keeps no record of wrong. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. Love never loses faith. Love is always hopeful. It endures through every circumstance. Here's the amazing thing about Paul writing this. He's writing to a church. He didn't, he didn't write this for a wedding script. He didn't write to the Corinthians and say, hey, here's a little scripture for every wedding that you guys do. Problem is we read this at weddings and we forget about it by the honeymoon. Paul is writing to a very wealthy and very gifted church. And here's what he says. He says, you have money, but you don't have love. You have gifting, but you don't have love. You have talent, but you don't have love. You have speaking ability, but you don't have love. And Paul calls them back to love. He doesn't say give up the gifting or give up the money or give up the talent. He just says, you're missing it. Your faith is high, but even if you have faith that can move mountains, if you don't have love, you have nothing. And watch this. Every definition Paul gives about love, every description that he gives about love, please hear me, they're all a choice. None of them are a feeling. Love is a choice, and feelings should follow choices not the other way around. If you will make good choices, good emotions will eventually follow. But if emotions are taking the lead, you will start making bad decisions. Emotions aren't bad. They just can't be the leader. 
Emotions aren't evil. They just can't be the leader. Feelings aren't wrong. They just can't be the leader. If I live my whole life by feeling and emotion, I'm eventually going to start making more and more wrong decisions. But if I'm making my choices based off of decisions and values and God's word and the leading of the Holy Spirit, those feelings will follow. And that's how I have to live my life. Love is a choice. Love must be expressed. Okay, fellas, love must be expressed. Gentlemen, love must be expressed. I told her I loved her. (laughs) If I change my mind, I'll let her know. (laughs) Love must be expressed. Here's love 101. I love you. That's expression 101. I love you. Like you actually say it. I had a buddy growing up. He was my high school buddy. His name was Josue. Josue Gallegos. I'd say, love you, bro. And he'd go, huh? We had another friend one time, I went, man, I love you, bro. And he went, thank you. <laughs> Bet, you know, I was like, yeah. I was like, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> love must be expressed. But then, but then love expression 201 is, is finding out how your friends, family, and spouse feel love. So it's not, well, I said I love you. No, now you, now you start to learn what makes them feel loved. And now you start to say that. Here's the best thing I'm going to say to you all day. I thought the whole thing was okay, but this is really great. <laughs> love. <laughs> love is the decision to make those in your life feel valued heard, safe, and special. Love is the decision for me to look at my little daughter and make sure that when she thinks of dad, she feels valued, heard, safe, and special. Love is the decision that when my wife thinks about me, I am making sure that I am making her feel valued, heard, safe, and special. Love is the decision that when I walk out there after this service and I shake hands, that I look at you in the eye and I have a conversation with you and I make the decision to make sure that you feel when you come to this church valued, heard, safe, and special. That when I go to work, my coworkers know that if they get around me, they're going to feel valued, heard, safe, and special. That my parents are going to feel from me as an adult child, valued, heard, safe, and special. That's the way of love. I'll give you a very practical way. In case you didn't know it, tomorrow is Valentine's Day. There's at least 10 guys in here right now like, O-M-G. 
And I know, bro, that she says she doesn't like flowers, and I know she says she doesn't like chocolates, and I know she says she doesn't like gifts, and I know she says she doesn't like dinners. Well, she's lying. <laughs> so you need to do something tomorrow. Everything's booked. Pastor, I checked this morning. <laughs> Time to cook, somebody said. Okay, then you take her out this week. I'm going to let you have one Rahab lie. You remember Rahab in the Bible? God told her to lie. I'm going to let you lie one time. Here's the lie. Baby, I didn't want to do Monday because it's so busy. I'm taking you out Thursday, girl. You only get one a year. Only when the pastor says you can have one, okay? So that's your lie, okay? Now, hey, make sure she feels valued, heard, safe, special. My little daughter is obsessed with Perrier sparkling water. I don't know why, but she is. So when she got home last night, she had her Valentine's Day presents out, including Perrier water. She calls it green water. She goes, Dad, you got me green water? She didn't care about the M&M. She didn't care about the book. She didn't care about the flowers. She cared about the green water. And that night I was up in my, last night I was up in my room studying and she comes walking in, in the room with a, with a green water. She goes, hey dad, drink one of the green waters you got me. I'm not, I'm not saying that to try to, I'm not, I'm telling you as a man, and I want to talk to men really quick, I'm trying because I'm selfish and I'm greedy and without Christ, I'm a dirt bag. Is that clear enough for you? So I'm not all that. But I'm trying really hard to make sure that by the power of the Holy Spirit, I'm helping people feel valued, heard, safe, and special. Shan said, I don't want any gifts. I don't want anything. I don't want to go to dinner. I don't want any of that. Okay, cool. She got gifts, and tomorrow we're going to dinner. <laughs> Because I just want to make sure. Okay? I'm not, I'm not boasting. I'm telling you, you got to fight for this. Love is emotional engagement. Love is emotional engagement. Right now, Goldie's, uh, I've told you in the past, Goldie's whole thing was, Dad, look at me, look at me, look at me. Here's her new one. She's really into dance. Here's her new one. Dad, dance with me. And that's really cute, huh? Uh, except <laughs> all the girls said, ah, and all the dads are like, ah. <laughs> so the other day, I'm doing the dishes, trying to show some love to my wife. I'm doing the dishes. And Goldie goes, Dad, dance with me, dance with me. I go, baby, I just got, let me do these dishes, you know. And I caught eyes with Shannon, and she's like. <laughs> I put all the stuff down. I started dancing like an idiot. Because <laughs> I just want to make sure this little five-year-old kid knows. She's heard. You got it. And, it's, and it's, it's engagement. It's focus. It's focus. It's focus. It's, it's eyes on them, and you're going, yeah, but, but I need that too. I know you need that. 
And that's why I'm, I'm, I'm hoping every spouse in the room, every parent in the room is hearing this for yourself, that you would begin to give, that you would become a person of honor, a, a person of trust, and a person of love. And I promise those, in, those investments are going to go so far. You go, I'm not even married right now. Become a person of honor. Become a person of trust. Become a person of love. We're just dating right now. Become a person of honor. Become a person of trust. Become a person of love. I, I don't know where our marriage is, is going to go in the next few months. Become a person of honor. Become a person of trust. Become a person of love. This, this, is, this is your heart cry. And if, and if I will make this a priority and Shannon will make this a priority, it's going to be really hard to separate us. Not because we're awesome. Because we're not but because God's word is awesome and it's, and it's anointed and it's powerful and it's supernatural. And when you make the decision to obey what God has shown us in his word, he breathes on it, he anoints it, and he supernaturally protects the relationship. Because he's now a part of it. And whatever God is a part of, God takes responsibility for. Hallelujah. Play me out of here. We got to go. We got to go. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Did you get something from God's word today? Come on, make some noise. Pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, make me trustworthy. Make me honorable. Help me to walk in love. In Jesus' name.